Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet, and as ever, I'm joined by Greg for a look ahead to this weekend's best betting action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Very well, thank you. Very well. Two games undefeated now for the famous Perth at Johnston. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> Won't worry, we'll come to that pretty soon. Uh, we've got joining us this week. Delighted again to be joined by Stuart Wilson, who is the sports editor at the Ayrshire Post, and of course, an avid United fan. How's things, Stuart? Yeah, all good, gents. Looking forward to an away game for the United um, <laughs> this weekend. Um, yeah. As we only ever do our business on the road, so a long yes. trip up the A9 to Inverness. I was going to say, you're far travelled this weekend, Stuart, away up to Inverness. Yeah, but we won't be complaining if we come back with the three points. So. No, well, we'll get to that one pretty soon as well. We'll see what your thoughts are and we'll be leaning on your uh, championship expertise as we go along as well, Stuart. So look forward to hearing your thoughts on, on what is a pretty interesting league in the championship so far this season. Uh, Greg, yeah, as you said, a win for St. Johnson last week, but it was a bit of a mixed bag for punters, plenty of Cooping busters uh, across the card at the United held by Inverness, Wraith Rovers drew with Airdrie, Falkirk and Hamilton both failed to win, Falkirk drawn with Queen of the South, Hamilton uh, beaten as well and I guess the biggest cooping buster was probably that win for St Johnson at home to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see about that but the bookies will make out it was an okay weekend for them but I'm not buying that um, Paul Petrie uh, candidate number one for pleading poverty when really when Dungeon United, Wraith, Falkirk and Hamilton all fail to win. There's no doubt about that. That's a fantastic weekend for the bookies. Yeah. But we still managed a, a really good weekend actually in Scotland. Again, some really good prices. Kilmarnock at 6-4 to four, maintaining their pretty um, strong home record with a Thistle and Stranard double at 6-4. to four. We had Dundee at 5-4 to four as well and only a very, very early red card for Ross County against Celtic prevented us probably landing a full house in Scotland um, over the weekend. So, a good weekend last weekend, but I must admit, I do like this weekend's card. We've got some really good bets here on the channel already, and there's quite a few good opportunities this weekend. Yeah, hopefully all those kind of mad results where the teams at the top of their leagues uh, all happened in the same week. <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if that happens again this season, all yeah. four of them fail to win. We can get back to normal service this weekend. So we've got plenty to look forward to. We've got a full card uh, in the top flight and in all three divisions underneath as well. So let's get started. We're going to start with Dundee against St Mirren, Greg. And as we record this on Wednesday night, St Mirren are trailing Hibs by two goals to one. And if it finishes this way, Hibs will move back into the, the top six, but potentially a missed opportunity for St Mirren to, to close the gap on Rangers at the top. Yeah, it is. They're only six points behind Rangers so far. Uh, a great season for St Mirren so far. But... They're not going to win every game, St Mirren. They're really not. They're going to go through a, a tricky patch like everyone else has. And I think Hibs will have been determined after last weekend's kind of, what's the word? Not shambolic, but a pretty... Disappointing. Unlucky defeat against Aberdeen. Especially when you when you factor in Boyle's goal. It was mm. really outside, wasn't it? it was like, his first touch, to be fair to Boyle, was too good when he plucked that ball out of the sky and slotted it away. So I think they'll be hurting from that. But as it stands, eight minutes to go in Paisley and they're two and up. And that would be a massive, massive win for Nick Montgomery. Prior to coming onto the podcast tonight and prior to tonight's game against St Mirren, Nick Montgomery has been in charge of nine games for Hibs now. And there's two ways you can look at it. He's only lost two of those games, but he's only won two. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- this result tonight, if it stays the way it is, is a, is a massive three points, gets them back into the top six, and I believe it also takes them above Hearts as well, potentially, in goal difference. So they're, bo- they're both back in the top six. So 10 minutes to go in that match, and Dundee, for me, we, we backed them last week against Livingston. They got the job done. Uh, a, a, a cracking free kick from McCowan. Um, in the second half, I would not be touching this match in terms of a outright winner. I think it's far too tough to call. St Mirren's away form for me still suspect. Obviously playing tonight, I think Dundee corners is a good angle, and it's an angle we've been on a few times this season so far for Dundee corners. Hit some really good numbers, Dundee. Um, seven, five, six, and five in the last four games, and at home with it seven, three, four, seven, six, and five. So hitting between four and five corners every match Dundee this season. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them rack up another four or five here. But I think for me, this one, it's a match probably best left alone. But for me, on the corners front, it's probably the best approach. Yeah, Stuart, how impressed have you been? You will have seen Dundee last season in the Championship. They've done very well since they've came up. A really important win for them last week. I felt against Livingston, you know, likely to be a team who they're probably going to be battling with um, as the season progresses, probably in the bottom half of the table. Um, but they've only been beaten by Celtic Rangers and St Mirren so far this season. Yeah, I think when I was last on, I, I spoke about the, the surprise really at Tony Docherty getting that that job, but he's done very well at Dens, to be fair. Um, you know, one defeat in the last six, um, which was that game against, you know, Rangers, the kind of 5-0 write-off. But other than that, four clean sheets in the last five. So, you know, they're obviously becoming very difficult to beat under him. Um, as, as Greg says, though, it's a very difficult uh, game to kind of bring in on, on this one. Um, you wouldn't be, be backing goals given Dundee's defensive record. St Mirren playing tonight um, might play a factor in, in fatigue as well. Gun to the head, I'd be going with Dundee at the at the prices, um, just under six to four. But um, yeah, not not a match to be getting overly in, involved in. But at the start of the season, you know, both sides would be targeting this kind of fixture um, for three points. And I think given Dundee's recent record, um, they'll be they'll be disappointed if um, they're not taking at least at least a point from it. Yeah, and definitely a tough one for St Mirren if they go into that off the back of defeat tonight um, in a game that they thought they would, you know, I would imagine they probably earmarked for three points at home against St Mirren the way that they, against Hibernian, um the way that they've been playing as well. So, yeah, maybe best left alone, that one. Um, I guess potentially a similar story with Hibs v Kilmarnock on Saturday, Greg. Hibs, if they do hang on tonight, big result for them. Uh, they're currently 11-10 to win at Easter Road, so we're not quite into the mantra of our usual... <laughs> <laughs> territory where we say don't back Hibs at short prices but a win tonight and as close as it gets to kick off they might actually go the other oh, side Oh 100% of- if they win tonight they'll go off odds on there's no doubt about that I think 11-10 to 10 is a very fair price against a Kilmarnock side who I think Derek McInnes got manager of the month I think for October is that Did right? Yeah, yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure I saw that So, and, and that's off the basis of three really good home wins against Livingston, Motherwell and Aberdeen and obviously they lost in Perth last week which is a, obviously a bit of a sore one for them against the side at the bottom of the table <sighs> Kelly's away form though we speak about it every week away from, when they're playing away from home we've spoken about it last season and the season before potentially as well they don't travel well Kilmarnock they do all their good work at home I think they're sitting on 88% of the points this season so far have been collected at home. So I do not see them going to Easter Road 
and coming away with anything. I, I do think Hibs will win this. You need to go back to the 10th of May 2014 to Kilmarnock's last win at Easter Road. They've lost their last five trips to Easter Road. No one in 10 at Easter Road. And any guesses who scored that winning goal for Kilmarnock in 2014? I mean, it's a very Boyd. obvious one. Chris yes, it Boyd. was. Well <laughs> done, Paul. Yeah. Bonus points for you. Hey. So, um, yeah, nearly 10 years, nearly a decade ago was the last victory there. And if Hibs can hold on a few minutes left to go to that, a huge three points and they can build from that. For Hibs, looking back across their home games, their last three home games, Dundee at home, Celtic at home, Ross County at home, picked up one point. And that was a, a surprising point against Celtic. But they drew 0-0 with Dundee and they surrendered a two-goal lead against Ross County last midweek. Mm, yep. These are the sort of games, if I was a Hibs fan, I'd be demanding three points for these games against sides who you're expecting to be kind of pushing the bottom six anyway for, for both Dundee and Ross County. So th- this is another game, but Kilmarnock obviously in top six are in a good vein of form at the moment, but that away form does put you off. And I think yeah. the 12 to fives are a polling place on Kilmarnock. I really do. I'd have them three to one, four to one, easy. But they may very well go out to that because Hibs will go off evens or less on on Saturday. But I do have a bet from this game, though. That said, yep. um, I do think we'll see goals. I think Hibs are back in the goal trail. Kilmarnock away from home can't really seem to defend. And when you factor in Hibs home corners wise, pretty solid again this season. There's an angle here for me, and that's two match goals and Hibs to get five match corners. And that pays even money. Yeah, that's not the worst shout at all. I think, as you say, you know, we, we went through a period there where goals were almost guaranteed. Whenever Hibs played, um, and there, there's been another three goals tonight, them obviously getting two St. Mirren uh, scoring one against them. I guess the concern is, can Kilmarnock go on the score sheet at Easter Road? Yeah, I hope, hope so. Um, yeah. as long, that'd be great for the bet, to be honest with you, yeah. if Kamara yeah. can get, get on the score sheet. And I'm not obviously relying on Hibs to score here. I'm just relying on them to get five corners. But I, I, I don't see Hibs slipping up in this one. And I do think if they can get the win tonight, um, I think they can go on and pick up another three points on Saturday. Yeah. Stuart, is there a case to be made for Kelly at 12-5? to No, I, Greg's covered it there with their away form. They just they just don't travel. Um, Conversely, of course, Hibs until this game tonight um, haven't really caught fire under Nick Montgomery. But it's it's one of those games where they would be desperately disappointed if, if they weren't picking up the three points, get, you know, purely based on Kilmarnock's record. I think more than anything. So um, I'd probably want to be with, with Hibs corners. I imagine they'll have a lot of the, the game, a lot of the pressure. Um, six six Hibs corners, ten to eleven, maybe a little bit narrow there, but. Yeah, I can see the game setting up that um, the, the majority of what we played in the in the Kilmarnock half, and um, that's the kind of bet I'd be looking to get with. Yeah, okay. So we'll recap that Hibs bet before we finish, Greg. But it's a, a little bit bet builder on this one that pays even money. Um, next, we'll have a look at Motherwell v Hearts, Greg. We often go on about Hearts form uh, away from home, <laughs> like a lot of teams in the, the Premier. Um, chance for them to maybe pick up a few points against the Motherwell side who are struggling a wee bit at the moment. Oh, they are. They're on a really bad run. That was a, a massive comeback last night. And I think that first half, Motherwell were probably the poorest team I've seen us play this season. Which isn't hard, because most teams playing against us tend to do pretty well. Uh, but we had a pretty good first half last night. Up until them scoring, once they scored that kind of goal to make it 2-1, they actually looked pretty good, eh, Motherwell going forward. 
uh, they have scored a few goals in recent matches. They scored three against Ross County. Again, another comeback to make it 3 all. They were 4-0 down against Aberdeen and scored two late goals. Mm-hmm. And they, they've gone and scored two second-half goals in Perth last night. So, a pretty poor run. I think it's what... No one in eight or nine now. Yeah, it's two two points, world. two points from the last twenty-four. Yeah, which consider, considering the start to the season that they had is pretty shocking for them, really. And I guess it's no surprise. Losing Van Veen's goals is always going to be a struggle. Motherwell are always going to struggle this season, um, for me. And they are at the moment hearts away from home, seventy-five. Again, <laughs> you can't really back hearts on the road at that price. Not for me anyway. Um, well, I can, Greg. I can. <laughs> over to you, Stuart. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just think you've covered two two points from twenty four. Did you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I just think Kettle Wells nailed on to be the next manager out the door in the in the Premier League. They've they've obviously staged the comeback uh, last night against the Super Saints, but I think that's just putting a plaster on it. Um, I, I'd be astonished if he's still there this time next month. Um, and to be getting odds against about Hearts. I know they've not been pulling up trees under Naismith, but if they don't go there and win, then he he himself should be coming under fire because that I just think that's too big a price. I really think they should go there and win quite yeah, comfortably. I think Kettlewell has some credit in the bank, I suppose, but he's, he really needs to start picking up wins sooner rather than later, doesn't he? Well, yeah, yeah two, two points from 24. I don't know how yeah. many times I have to say that until it sounds even worse, but... <laughs> I think I, he's I just... got plenty in the bank, though, for Motherwell at the moment. Okay, well, I know, obviously, man... No, he does, yeah. Long, no, to be but... fair, the, the, the exploits from last season, but I think he's one of those guys that he, he talks quite well, um, and, and maybe that gets him a bit of credit as well, but I'll just tumbling down the, the table at a rate of knots, um, and I, I just don't see him lasting much longer. I mean, you know... Like I say, last night it's obviously bought him a, a little bit of time with the, the fight back, but uh, it's. Um, and I suppose last night, if Motherwell won last night, they went top six. And I think <laughs> they're not detached. Obviously, they're, obviously they had a very very poor run. It's been awful, but they've got three sides below them who've been worse so far this season. And I think that does give them a bit of breathing space. But there's no de- no denying it's an awful run they're on. Yeah, I think I think the big thing coming up for them as well, looking at their fixtures, you know, after this game. They've got Celtic away, which they'll obviously lose. But then the big three they've got after that are Dundee, Ross County, and then St Johnson again. So you know if if he's not picking up points from there, then he's he's definitely out. And I, I just wonder in the other dugout, you know, got Stephen Naismith who has come under a bit of pressure as well. You know, I'm not saying it's a must-win game um, quite at this stage, but another defeat for him, and you know, questions will start to be getting asked and pressure put on him once more. Yeah, absolutely. Of Definitely, I think for for me, for, if Hearts are to lose this, there'll be meltdown. There will be there'll be meltdown by Hearts fans. We've been saying it every week this season that he's always a, one or two results away from um, being a, under a lot of pressure. Naismith out the cup last weekend against Rangers. I don't think Hearts fans will accept a defeat here on Saturday to Motherwell side who are really struggling. So watch this space. Yeah, just 14 points from a possible 33 for Hearts, which just isn't really good enough for a, for a club of that size. But anyway, Stuart, you fancy Hearts in this one? Um, you take advantage of Motherwell's poor form? I do, yeah. Very strong. Yeah. 
Okay, let's have a wee look at the is it match of the day, Greg St Johnson v Ross County? Uh, certainly, Saints Tails will be up. <laughs> They've appointed Craig Levine. I don't think they could have appointed another guy with more experience. Greg, how's his appointment gone down in Perth? Mixed, probably. Uh, I think mo- probably just edging towards a side where most m- more fans are happy than not happy. I would say. I'm of the quite happy side of the split in terms of Levine's appointment. I think it's a sensible one. We needed someone with experience. Now, on social media, you see the usual, that's a very um, unambitious appointment. But I've got to ask the question, who are these fans expecting us to bring in? <laughs> We've given Stephen McLean the job, a rookie manager. It hasn't worked out. We're not going to go down another rookie manager route for this job. We need somebody who's experienced and has managed club football for a long time. And Levine obviously hasn't been involved for a few years now, but more than happy to see what he does, not just within the squad, but behind the scenes as well. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've been quite vocal about for quite a few seasons now. So yeah, quite happy. It was a kind of tale of two halves last night. We were excellent the first half, but second half we were absolutely woeful. And Motherwell fully deserved to, to come back into it and get a draw. Good to see a scoring goals though, albeit both goals came from two corners. So I, I don't think we're flowing yet in terms of creating a lot of chances. We're going to have to rely on um, set pieces probably to, to score goals. And Ross County last weekend against Celtic, very difficult going down to 10 men um, so early on in, in that match. And I think they competed pretty well. I didn't see the game, but I still think they gave a good account of themselves in that match. Yeah. And we spoke last week about them scoring goals again after us slating them for the last few weeks. I don't see us keeping a clean sheet here on Saturday. I think Ross, I think this is a much more difficult game than last night's match for Motherwell. I don't expect Ross County to be to be as poor in the match than what Motherwell were last night in that in that first half. And again, for me, Ross County corners were lucky last week. They hit two against Celtic with ten men for eighty minutes. Would have 100% hit three had they had 10, 11 men for the full game. And away from home, they've hit four or more in five of their six away games. So more than happy here to back Ross County to hit four corners and a bit similar to the, the Hibs game, which incidentally, it's now 2-2 at yeah. It's full time. It's finished, yeah. So another draw, another 2-2 draw for uh, Nick Montgomery and a, a, another point on the board. But yeah, this match for me, Ross County to get four corners and two match goals. We cannot defend. I'm expecting Ross County to score. We've scored a few goals now over the last couple of games, so there's every chance we can get the score sheet as well. A very tough game to call in terms of a winner. 7-4 for us and just a shade above 6-4 for Ross County. But I do like the look of this bet motor. <laughs> Yeah, um, Stuart, this one looks another hard one to call County now winless in eight in all competitions. I think it is St Johnson with their tails up a wee bit, I guess, um, after the last couple of results and obviously getting a new manager coming on board as well. So quite a tough one to call. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if Craig Levine could have picked two games on paper to, to go in and, and get, get his reign underway, it would have been you know Motherwell and Ross County, wouldn't it? Um, you know, I was speaking to Greg about this earlier on. He, he, like he was saying, he thinks that there's a majority, I suppose, of fans that are with Levine. I, I just, I'm, I'm scratching my head with it. I, I think I see him more as a sort of uh, overlord, for want of a better phrase. Um, I don't, I don't see him as as someone who he certainly he kind of referred to it as well in his press press conference. He doesn't, he doesn't see him as a long term option. 
uh, there. Andy Kirk seems to be the one that's going to be doing a lot of the sort of day-to-day uh, management there. I, I don't really see it as a fit, but I suppose St Johnson just needs something to get them out of trouble um, in, the, in the short-term period. Um, horrible game, this. Gun to the head, St Johnson 74 <laughs> looks good. Um, but again, that's more down to Ross County than it is St Johnson. Um, no one's in eight, as you say. Um, they, after their initial sort of bounce from from staying up, they, they really are struggling. So um, I think Greg would be disappointed not to be winning the game on Saturday. Yeah, I'd say so. Are you going, Greg? Yes, I'll be there. I was there last night. Um, a much better crowd last night as well. Will have been coming in in comparison to the week before against Kilmarnock. So it's good to see the fans um, out in numbers last night. But yeah, it's a, a difficult game to call this one. Really difficult. Yeah, uh, we'll recap the, the bet builder once we get to the end of the podcast. Uh, moving on to Sunday, Stuart, we've got a couple of games, both Celtic and Rangers in action. I know you've got a bet in the Rangers game that you like the look of. They play Sparta Prague tomorrow night uh, in Europe. Uh, and I guess since uh, the new, new gaffer has come in, he's done pretty much everything that you could expect from him so far. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, listen, he's got them organised. Um, the old phrase that they're, they're enjoying their football again. Um, they're playing with their spring in their step. Once they got into to gear against Hearts last last uh, Sunday at Hamden, um, they, were, they were really good to watch. Um, they look as if they've got goals. Players that at the start of the season um, look useless, now look as if they've, they've got something about them, maybe apart from Lammers. So <laughs> I think, listen, the, the bet I've gone for here is minus two, two to one. You know, you could play it safer, I think minus one on the handicaps, four to five, maybe. But I think, you know, Levy are in dire straits at the moment. And uh, assuming there's no hangover from Europe, Rangers should be looking to go there and win, win very comfortable on Sunday. Yeah, Levy are struggling, Greg. It's now four defeats in a row. They failed to score in the last three and have only scored nine uh, in 12 games this season. Uh, another stat, and you won't be surprised for me to throw this one in, <laughs> uh, Rangers to win to nil is 11-10, but with good reason this time. Uh, Levy have failed to score in 17 of the last 21 meetings against Rangers, which is quite an incredible stat. That's a great stat, yeah. And it's a side that they've struggled against, as you say, They've only won once in their last 10 games, one goal in their last four. But when you look at their games against Rangers, I've got written down here that Rangers have won 10 of the last 11 meetings and Rangers have won 16 of the last 19 games, the three draws. Mm -hmm. So Livingston haven't beaten Rangers in the last 19 matches and I do not see that changing on Saturday. A Jim Delahunt special here. Two to seven for Rangers. Get that into your Akers for the weekend <laughs> because they're not going to slip up here on, on Sunday. Yeah, and I think the handicap's a good a good approach. As I say, I do like that. Rangers went to nil. Another stat that stood out for me, uh, Stuart, is that Tavernier scored four goals in his last four visits against Levy and he's, he's 64 to score again. And no sign of him letting up in terms of the goals that he's scoring either. No, it's amazing the criticism he gets. I'd love to have a right back that produces what he does at United, that's for sure. So, um, listen, he's, he's incredible. Pundit's uh, got about numbers these days. It's, it is a bit more than just the numbers, but he, he seems to do everything that's asked of him, really, from where I'm standing. So, yeah, that's not another, a bad bet, that. Another yeah. one as well for this game is Livingston Cards. We speak about it quite a lot. There's, a, there's two or three clubs who rack up two cards every single match and more. Uh, Livingston, one of those clubs, they're two to five to hit two cards here, which again I think is a really good price. So there's definitely a bet builder um, opportunity in this match, and I've picked something out tonight 
that I'll be sharing in the channel um, tomorrow morning. Yeah, so that one's 12 o'clock on Sunday. Later on in the afternoon, we've got Celtic at home to Aberdeen. A uh, bit of a humbling last night, Stuart, in Europe for Celtic, a 6-0 defeat at Atletico Madrid. Very tough night for them after Maeda was sent off relatively early. Uh, but it's back to league business where I think it's an eight-point lead they have at the top of the table. Um, and I, I guess we probably expect them to go and take the three points on Sunday as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a reaction and you've also got to factor in that Aberdeen have got a very, very tough uh, European outing tomorrow night as, as we record this. So I'm sure they'll be coming back with a, a hangover from that as well. Um, I know I, I bet that Greg champions a, a lot as the, the Celtic first half corners, um, which I'm, I'm sure we'll probably see land in this game. Um, it'll be a fast start um, from Brendan Rodgers' men. So I uh, expect them to win, win fairly, fairly comfortably and we'll, we'll see that reaction from, from Madrid. Yeah, Greg, I guess there's, it's, it's one of those games that is quite hard to find value in and as Stuart touched on, we do sometimes turn our attention to corners in games like this for Celtic. Yeah, and as Stuart rightly pointed out, Aberdeen away in Europe on Thursday probably supports the Celtic angle, especially given Celtic will be licking their wounds after last night's game in Madrid. 1-4 for Celtic, I thought they might have been a bit shorter than that to be fair. I think one to four is probably quite generous for this match, given Aberdeen don't tend to pick up many wins in the East End of Glasgow. One thing that has stood out in this match, and Stuart's touched upon it as well, is the Celtic first half corners. The four to five to hit four mm-hmm. first half corners, and um, thirteen to eight to hit five, which I like the look of both of those ones. Something that did stand out though. Now, these two sides probably pick up the, the least number of cards in the league, but I was very surprised to see over 2.5 cards as a line, say, at 4-7. to seven. Mm-hmm. When you factor in the, the majority of other games are all over 4.5, some over 5.5. So over 2.5 cards here is 4-7, to seven, which I think is very, very low. It's a very, very low line, and I'd be surprised if we didn't see three cards in this match. I really would. But there's definitely a bit more opportunity here on cards and and corners. And again, I've got something picked out that I'll be showing on the channel tomorrow. Our old pals, the referee, Greg, and it's live on TV, so... I don't have any referee pals. Willie Collum wants nothing more than a a card or a penalty in front of the camera, so yeah, he could be onto something there. Um, Okay, uh, as I say, we'll recap all of these bets from the Premiership. Let's have a look at the Championship. It kicks off on Friday night, the Championship. We've got Dundee United away to Dunfermline. And Stuart, Dundee United have just been, been terrific so far this season, done most of their, their best work away from home, actually. So possibly looking forward to a wee trip to East End Park on Friday night. Yeah, they've been pretty relentless. Um, when they were down at Somerset earlier in the season, I think I said when I was last on the, the pod, they were kind of functional more than anything, but they've, they've really clicked into gear now. And I think um, Wraith are the only team that are putting up a, a semblance of a fight at the moment, but I, I think that'll taper away in due course. And um, yeah, I think by January, February time, Dundee United will be crowned as champions in all but name. Um, you're not getting much value on, on the win on, on Friday night, but I would be very surprised if Dunfermline lay much of a glove on them. Air were up at East End a few weeks ago, and it was quite a comfortable afternoon for us, so I don't see Dundee United having any problems at all. Yeah, to be fair to Dunfermline, they're, they're sitting fourth on the table. They've got a couple of games in hand, and the team's round about them, so they, they can't be too displeased with how they've started the season, Greg, in the Championship. 
No, I think they'll be pretty chuffed in the, in the playoff spot at the moment. And as you say, they've got two games in hand. Miles behind uh, Wraith and United at the moment, but I don't think they're concerning themselves with a title challenge. They'll just be wanting to finish third or fourth um, come come May for the playoffs. I, I do think United will win this one, obviously. 8-13. to 13. Now, bearing in mind, if you think back maybe a month or so ago, maybe six weeks ago, we were getting United evens away from home in the league. At, um, well, they've won five of their six away games and we're getting some pretty decent prices. That value's <coughs> long gone now and the bookies have kind of wisened up a little bit. So 8-13, to 13, a bit short. I think Louis Moult, for me, first goal scorer, 5-1. to one. That kind of stood out a little bit. Let me give you a better one. Kevin Holt, eight goals. Well, he's a goal-scoring defender machine, isn't he? 11-2 11, 11 <laughs> just to score. Is he? Yeah. Well, that's not a bad shout at all. Yeah, 16-1 to, to open the scoring, but he scored eight goals. Was he now... a hat-trick? <laughs> Sorry? To score a hat-trick? Oh, I don't know. That's not carried away. <laughs> to be fair, he did score a hat-trick against uh, his old club against Partick Thistle a few weeks ago so yeah and uh, I think I was reading that the most he's ever scored this season is nine which was last season and he's on eight so he's apparently targeting double figures so yeah just I was actually going to ask Stuart if, there, if he knew much about Kevin Holt goal scoring defender yeah uh, when they won down at Somerset earlier in the season I think he scored two that day if my memory serves correct so yeah he's, he's um... well he's 200 to one to score a hat trick and he is 50 to one to score two yeah. I suppose I couldn't yeah, hear you first. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> in front of the cameras. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm guessing we're, we're all expecting a, a Dundee United win in this one. Yeah, I think they're streets yes. ahead, United, especially on the roads. I think Jim Goodwin will be pretty disappointed they're not further ahead, purely on the basis of their, their, their home form has been, I guess, patchy. They've not lost at home, but they have had quite a few draws. So just three wins at home, but on the road, 16 points from 18 is title winning form. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen teams kind of labour to the title in recent seasons, uh, Stuart. But it doesn't look like United will do it this season. No, as I say, I think Wraith are going to be the only team that come anywhere close to them, um, and I and I don't see them lasting the pace. So, listen, with the budget done, the United have got the squad depth. I mentioned um, last time I was on, we've we've got Logan Chalmers on loan from them, and Logan Chalmers would walk into any other team in this league and the fact Dundee United can afford to, to farm him out on loan says everything about the squad depth they've got so uh, they should be absolutely strolling it. Yeah and we've spoken Greg quite a few times about the potential of a Dundee United Wraith Rovers double this weekend at page 2.71 Wraith Rovers are at Queen's Park this weekend and on current form you'd expect them to win as well. Yeah you would I think Stuart's still having nightmares from Queen's Park's late recovery at Somerset Park. Um, at Queen's Park, as I said, I don't like betting against. I just think they were hemorrhaging goals for fun, weren't they? Maybe a month or so ago, but it's tightened up a little bit. I just oh, 13 to 10 for Wraith will be a popular price, and I think Wraith will go off a little bit shorter than the 13 to 10. Yeah, Stuart, you've got Wraith, you've got your, your eyes on this game at Queen's Park against Wraith as well. Yeah, just just for overs, as Greg referred to, Queen's Park are so open. Um, you know, they give away so many chances just by the nature of their play. It's, it's this, you know, Dutch coach they've got, Robin Veldman, and it's it's the total football from the back, but they will give up three, four, five chances every game because of the style. We don't have the players to really play that way, um, but they're committed to it, so fair play. Um, 
Wraith as well, going very well, scoring plenty of goals. So 10 to 11 for over two and a half goals looks a very, very fair price. Yeah, and Ian Murray will have probably seen last week as a missed opportunity with Dundee United dropping points as well. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, you know, Wraith are going very well. Um, and this is a real chance. You know, they'll, they'll love the, the wide pitch at Hamden. Um, and a decent price on them, 75 to go and win there. They'll certainly look at this as a great opportunity. Um, but it'll be an entertaining game for the neutral, and I'm, I'm quite sure goals should land here. Yeah. Uh, I thought Airdrie at 23 to 20, Greg, looked a decent price at home against our broth. We've spoken about um, Airdrie's, I suppose, their, their best work, as we always say, uh, been done at home. A decent draw for them against Wraith Rovers last week. Um, our broth kind of heading in the wrong direction again. They've lost their last three and have conceded 12 goals in those games. So I just thought 23 to 20 looked not a bad price for Airdrie at home. It's a big game, this for Airdrie, because they've not won in four now. Saying that, they have had a pretty tough run of games. They played Wraith Rovers, Dungeon United, um, Queen's Park and an improving Inverness. So probably couldn't have had a tougher run other than the Queen's Park piece with Inverness improving. So yeah, they'll be looking to win this one big time, Airdrie. And I certainly could not be back in Arbroath. There's no case for Arbroath here. And I'm sure Airdrie will have its backers. I'm just a bit unsure about Airdrie's form at the moment. Yeah, and looking at that, uh, goals conceded, column. Stuart, you're fancying goals in this one. Yeah, our both our both last nine games have gone over two and a half. Um, they just can't defend. Um, but by the same token, they will always contribute at the other end. Um, Airdrie, very in and out, much stronger at home than away. It's a game that no result would surprise you, so I can't really touch it on the kind of outright, but I certainly fancy goals, so I'd be going over two and a half. Yeah. Uh, let's have a wee look at your trip to Inverness, Stuart. Um, and I guess Inverness are probably one of the teams you don't want to be playing at this moment, uh, with Duncan Ferguson breathing some new life into their campaign, which was uh, was didn't make the best of starts, did they? But they seem to have got things on an even keel a wee bit now. Yeah, I think I think they're unbeaten under under big dunks. So no, it's yeah. not not the kind of um, not the kind of trip that you want. But you know, as we were saying earlier on, here's here's a waveform is just the polar opposite to to that at Somerset, uh, unbeaten in the last four um, on the road. It, it, they just seem to play with a lot more freedom um, away from Somerset. So um, I think we scored 10, 10 in the last four um, on the road. So it's listen, they will relish going up the road as opposed to playing with the pressure that they have at home at the moment. Um, they've only won four league games all calendar year at Somerset, so it's just a nightmare at playing there at the moment. So uh, they will they will enjoy going on the road, but the 13 to 10 on Inverness is pretty big when you consider that, you know, Ferguson's gone in there and has certainly got a tune out of them. Um, the, the result last week for Air was an absolute sickener, 2-0 up at half-time against Queen's Park, absolutely cruising. Looked as if they were finally going to get the monkey off their back at home, and then they've just capitulated in the second half. You know, there was all sorts of recriminations after the game. Lee Bull and the managers come out and sort of thrown the players under the bus a little bit, and, and he's after-match interview, and he's, he's put it on them. So, yeah, I think it's been a tough week. Um of, of soul searching, so it'll be interesting to see what the what the reaction is. But um, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily steer anyone away from Inverness at thirteen to ten because Ferguson certainly got them flying at the moment. Yeah, it'd be hard to back against Inverness this weekend, Greg, given what Duncan Ferguson's done so far. Very hard, and I've been a, a champion of um, Inverness since Big Dunks come in. 
we got him obviously at home two weeks ago at 17 to 10, home to Airdrie. I think goals in this game is possible as well. When you look at obviously as a waveform, it's pretty impressive in terms of the goal front. So both teams to score in this match. It's a bit short though, 8 to 13. And over 2.5 goals is only 7 to 10. But Inverness puts me off a little bit just on the fact that Air do a lot of good work away from home for some bizarre reason. So um, I won't be touching this match. No. Uh, what about the other game that we've not touched on? Patrick Thistle v Morton. Uh, pretty solid win for Thistle last week, Greg, at our growth and putting a wee bit of distance between themselves and the teams around them. Um, I guess they should probably be winning this one against Morton as well on Saturday. You'd have to think so. Morton sitting bottom of the table, 11 points behind Thistle. Thistle getting a really good win last week up at Arbroath. But Thistle, as you know, cannot be trusted. This is the sort of game when you think, do you know what? 4-5, to five, a solid bet at home, in decent shape, playing against a side that's struggling. And Morton will probably raise their game and come away with three points. <laughs> <laughs> you had it here first. But yeah. I think with Thistle goals, though, 5-6, to six, I think they are to score two. Um, it's not the worst of bets in this match. Brian Graham still scoring goals, um, lowest scoring as well. So I think Thistle fans will be massively disappointed this weekend if they don't pick up three points here. Yeah, I think with uh, and Brian Graham's won ten goals as it already this season, Stuart. Yeah, he's been tremendous. Um, it, thankfully that he is the reason that the air have been able to get Anton Dowds on loan from Thistle, who's um, been equally tremendous for us. So long may that continue. Um, it, it's one of these games, I mean, Dougie Emery's under huge pressure now at Morton. They've only won twice this season, both of them against Air United, by the way. Um, watched them last week um, against Inferno on, on the telly and they were rotten, well, especially first half. Um, so he badly needs a, badly needs another result, Emery. Um, like you say, can you trust Partick Thistle? No. Been that for 50 yeah. years now, I think. <laughs> yeah, on, on paper, absolutely, they should be winning this all day long. Do you think Dougie Emery's suffering from what was an overachievement last season? Yes, absolutely. How they got on, and now obviously they are where we probably thought they would be last season, which would be struggling yes. at the bottom end of the table. And one hundred percent. And it's the old adage, you know, if they were to get rid of him tomorrow, who would they necessarily bring in that could do a better job? You know, um, but no, I mean the fans seem to be judging by, by what I heard on the television last week. They, they were right on his back. Um, so it's that's simple. football fans for you anyway isn't it it's, yeah it's, it's, any it's club. Like, be careful what you wish for you know yeah say, totally who's gonna, who's gonna come in and do a better job than him so but this all i think we could probably just slide with them to win this one at four to five um, yes or as you say greg eight to, eight to eleven to score the two goals yeah yeah might, might not be the worst shout okay let's have a look into league one uh Falkirk are three points clear after hamilton's first defeat last week greg at cove uh whilst Falkirk were drawing one each week in the south yeah surprise well it wasn't surprising i think we tried to put dev off backing Hamilton and his pine bubble. <laughs> yeah, right. he, yeah. didn't, he didn't listen to us. He never does. So <laughs> He was warned. He was, he was warned. warned. And I think he got suckered into that 11 to 10 for Hamilton. But Cove are much improved over the last three or four weeks. Undefeated now in six. They drew three consecutive games to all. And they're now on a hat trick of wins. And they're winning ugly as well now, aren't they? They, they beat Queen in the South 1 0. And they had a great 1-0 win last week against against Hamilton. So I think Cove away to Kelty this weekend 
isn't the worst of shouts either. There's just a shade below six to four for the win. Sorry, seven to four Cove away Kelty, which is quite attractive. Mm-hmm. And scoring goals as well with Cove normally is the, is the case. One of the last two games were all well, sorry one nil, but before that I think they scored two or more goals and five of the last six. So Cove very much much improved and pushing up the table to probably just challenge for that third place position in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that Cove price is quite interesting this weekend. Um, one team you did find some early value on Greg is Montrose, who were I think you're quite stunned, even money. Um, Speechless is, that, is the word I use. Speechless. Was that, I, Saturday or Sunday prices came out? Yeah, Sunday evening, Monday morning, looking through the weekend's fixtures and I, I could not believe my eyes <laughs> for yeah. two reasons. Number one, Montrose are having a pretty good season. So mm-hmm. they won 5-1 away last week at Edinburgh City. Now, Edinburgh City, I thought maybe turned the corner a little bit. Yeah. They had improved a little bit, but that was Quite a sensational 5-1 win. Five different scorers last week as well. Kane, Hester, I think with the sixth goal this season. Mm-hmm. But this is not just a bet based on Montrose. Annan have been the whipping boys, especially on the road. Found life really tough. Five defeats from six away from home. They've picked up just one point in their six away games. And they've shipped three or more goals in five of those matches. 3-3-1-5-3-3. Three, three, three and three. Would not be surprised to see Montrose rack up two or three goals here. So you can you can imagine my excitement when I'm looking for the prices and I can see even money on Montrose at Betfair. They were 19 to 20 with Betfred. Again, completely doesn't matter how you look at this match, that price is wrong. Now strange things happen in football, but ultimately that is a cracking price. It's the wrong price, and we very much snapped that up on um, Sunday night. Yeah, and they're now 7 to 10, and we're only 7 to 10, only, I think, still a very good price. We're only match. at Wednesday. So. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll go off at 1 to 2, probably, which yeah, is yeah. probably the, a fair price. But when you look at Annan's away form, it's, it's horrible. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So well done to anyone who's on Greg's channel and got that even money. As Greg says, they're now 7 to 10, which is still backable as part of potentially a double. Uh, and that's how you're going to tackle this one, Stuart. It is, yeah. Greg stole all the, the early value um, on Montrose, so I've had to, to go hunting for a, a second bet for the double. So I've, I've looked at, at Hamilton. I mean, obviously, they've been in great form uh, up until that defeat at Cove. Um, at home at Stirling, who conversely are in pretty dreadful form. I think they've won once in the last eight, I think the record is. So, yeah, the double Hamilton at home at Stirling and Montrose at home at Annan uh, pays around about six to four which I think is more than acceptable. Yeah, and you'd expect a, a response from Hamilton this weekend, Greg, after defeat last weekend. Yeah, it was a sore one last weekend. Obviously, three points behind now against Falkirk. I think four to nine is a very good price for Hamilton. When you factor in they went to they were home to Edinburgh City a few weeks ago and were one to seven. <laughs> so they're playing a similar team for me in Stirling Albion, who have only won one in the last eight, lost three in a row, don't tend to pick up many points on the road. I think, again, Hamilton at four to nine should be a, a coupon banker this weekend. Yeah, and speaking of one to seven, that's the price of Falkirk at home <laughs> to Edinburgh. 
uh, on Saturday, Stuart, um, as Greg said, we maybe thought that the new manager had maybe steadied the ship a wee bit at Edinburgh, but it was a sore one last week, losing 5-1 at Montrose. Yeah, yeah, they're in a bad way, almost as bad as that ground that they play at. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're not getting much uh, much value on Falkirk there, but it looks as if, uh, we'll, we'll whisper it, but it looks as if Falkirk are getting their, their act together um, and, and finally could be heading in the direction of the, the championship. Obviously, Hamilton are going to give them a good test, but um, you know, listen, Falkirk are a massive club, shouldn't be down in League One, um, and I think they they should be winning that league this, this season. I think yeah. you can probably agree that next season, Falkirk, regardless of how it's done, will be playing in the Championship next year. I'd be stunned if they didn't. Yeah, if they you wouldn't like to leave it to the lottery of the playoffs. But yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. They should be in the Championship. Yeah, no, yeah, you wouldn't want to leave anything to chance if you're a Falkirk fan. You've been, I think, is this our fifth season down there? Certainly far too long. Uh, okay, well, let's have a wee quick look at League Two, and I guess Greg, there's a wee bit more shape coming into the table in League Two. Peterhead are the team that are leading the way at the moment. They're a couple of points uh, ahead of Dumbarton and the Spartans, uh, and I've got a couple of games. And oh, sorry, I've got one game in hand on both those sides. Uh, the, the fixture that kind of caught my eye a wee bit was uh, Spartans away to Stenhouse Muir this weekend. Both teams going into that game on unbeaten runs. Uh, I think they're both unbeaten in six, um, so that could be quite an interesting one. But yeah, it's a league that we've not really, not really get overly excited about from a betting point of view so far. I think I've probably backstrung around Peterhead a few times, so I think we haven't dived into the league too that often. But when we have, more often than not, we've managed to find a winner. I think we backstrung around last week at home to Elgin, and that was an Elgin side who just lost six 0 against Jeanful Swifts. Yeah. Um, I thought. Strunra were a decent price at six to seven to ten were they last week, I think. Um, Strunra, yeah, that was their first one, wasn't it? They cruised they... it, yeah. So we backed that on the basis, don't get me wrong, Strunrava are in a pretty dismal run of form in the league. Mm. But they picked up a win in the Scottish Cup and that was enough for us to get on them. Peterhead for this match, it's a long, long trek from Strunra. <laughs> Not as long as Elgin's trip, to be fair, to Strunra last weekend, but it's a fatal trek. And, and Peterhead... Looking like they could win this league, but they're up there with the Barton Spartans. As you say, Stenhouse Muir aren't that far behind either. So it's very, very tight. At the other end of the table, it's very, very tight as well. Elgin, Clyde, even Forfar down there too. So looking through the card this weekend, nothing really jumps out for me. Could not be back in Bonnie Rig at Elgin, despite how poor Elgin have been. Bonnie Rig at 17 to 20. Is quite it's quite short for me. Uh, four for as well, seven to ten on the Clyde. Four for not having a great time of it either. And I, I, I'm not a massive fan of back and sides away from home. So Dumbarton, a great win for them last week, but East Fife at home, tricky match. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks like another tricky weekend in League Two. Stuart, anything standing out for you? No, just just Peter Hen. I was looking at the price to score twice against Stranraer, four to six, a little bit, a little bit skinny. But yeah, Peter Hen have looked impressive. They've got their, their act together this season. Um, they have been drawn up there in the, the Scottish Cup, and that's the proverbial banana skin, um, which I'm not looking forward to, to going up there in the fortnight. Um, but yeah, that I think Peter Hen are pretty nailed on for any ACA enthusiasts out there. They should definitely be be beating Stranraer, whose form has been been up and down this season. Um, so that'll be my main standout from week two. Yeah. Um, okay, let's have a wee wrap up then of our bets for this weekend, starting with yourself, Greg. 
Yes, yeah, so starting on Saturday, Hibs v Kilmarnock, and I'm taking Hibs over 4.5 match corners and over 1.5 match goals, and that pays even money. I'll we'll have a bet shared on the channel from the Motherwell versus Hearts game. St Johnston versus Ross County also on Saturday, another bet builder, and I'm taking Ross County over 3.5 match corners and over 1.5 match goals in that game, and that pays 10 to 11 with Skybet. Um, on to Sunday, I'll have two bet builders, one from the Livingston v Rangers match and one from Celtic v Aberdeen. And again, that'll be shared on the channel. And finally, in League One at the moment, I've got Montrose to win at even money that was shared on the channel on Sunday night. It's now into 7 to 10. Yeah. Okay, Stuart. Yeah, so Hearts to beat Motherwell at uh, 11 to 8. Rangers uh, minus two at two to one uh, into the championship. Um, a couple of games to go over two and a half goals. Airdrie or Broth at four to five. Uh, Wraith Queens Park at ten to eleven, and a double in League One. Hamilton and Montrose at six to four. Good stuff. Okay, now don't forget you can join Greg's channel um, to get more bets like these on an ideal basis. Just follow him on Twitter at Browning84Greg where all the details are posted there. Um, and you can also follow Stuart on Twitter. He is at Voice Air um, and he'll keep you up to date on all things Air United, I guess, Stuart. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully we're coming back down from Inverness with another <laughs> three points on Saturday night. Indeed, good luck with that. Um, And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next weekend. So best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. Cheers, guys.